What's up, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite podcast, Something Like Sunday School. I am Purpose Williams, and this is the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice, and I'm going to be glad in it, and it's no better season to be glad than this, the Christmas holiday, the Christmas season, and I know, you know, things happen. Some of us have experienced loss, but uh, there are things that we can still be grateful for, right? The present is a present right <laughs> and you know we get into gifts we get into gift giving we get into gift receiving and there are some out there who feel like they don't have anything to give we can always give one thing right we can always give the people jesus right he's the gift that came for all of us right and we're still reaping the benefits this very day and then there are even going to be people after us who will still be reaping the benefits of the gift of the expressed image of God stepping on the scene, right? So we're going to get into it real quick. We're not going to be before you long on tonight because it's the night before Christmas, right? The night that we celebrate the birth of Jesus. I got Auntie Naya here with me. I done pulled her up out of her sleep. And she is ready to do her good work for the Lord by helping her sister. <laughs> your favor rests on the Father. Amen. Amen. Did y'all put your right hand to it? Punch your right hand to it right quick. Say your favor rests on Auntie now, you got. Amen. <laughs> We're going to get right into it real quick. Um, So many prophecies are in the Bible concerning the the coming of Christ in the form of a baby, the Messiah being born, the Savior, the Prince of Peace, the government being upon his shoulder, all those things. So many prophecies in the Bible. Uh, there's uh, many accounts of his birth. I want to focus on the one that's in Luke, the second chapter. But first, we're going we're gonna, to uh, shout out a few prophecies so that this, this uh, account can come, come together a little bit better. Uh, first, we'll go over there to Micah. Micah talks about the Savior being born out of the uh, town of Bethlehem. He says, but you, Bethlehem, Ephrata, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me, the one to be ruler in Israel, who's going forth or from of old, from everlasting. So the last part lets me know that this person that's coming, it's got to be some type of heavenly uh, presentation, some type of miraculous thing. The last part lets me know. I'm just saying, you know, he could have been talking about anybody, but we know specifically he's talking about God because he said the person's going forth are from of old and from everlasting. It's a little Melchizedekish up in this piece right now, you know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and we also want to go to John. John tells us, has not the scripture said that the Christ comes from the seed of David and from the town of Bethlehem, where David was? We have a prophecy that said the Messiah will come out of the house in the line of David. So let's go. We're going to, uh, we're going to Luke 2. And before we get to Jesus, of course, we're going to talk about his parents, right? You know, you see kids and, you know, first thing you do is... Think about their parents, whether it's some type of behavior that the child is displaying or even, you know, physical features, you know, all kinds of things. So, of course, when you look at children, you think about their parents. So, of course, we're going to look at Jesus. Let's, let's talk about his parents right quick. 
Uh, let's take Mary, right? We know Mary. She's known, right? She's known to be the mother of Jesus. She's known to be the one who carries and delivers the Messiah. Three things about her real quick. She found favor in the eyes of the Lord. The Lord favored Mary for whatever reason. He favored her, right? We know another thing about Mary. Mary is a virgin. She's a virgin. And Mary's going to have a child being a virgin. So something that sounds oxymoronic, right? So something miraculous is going to have to come from that, right? Do you agree with that? Yeah, you agree. <laughs> and and lastly, we know about Mary. She agrees with the plan that God has for her. The Lord sends his angel. The angel tells Mary about what Jesus has planned, what God, what God has planned for her. And she says, yes. She says, be it unto me. That was her yes. And that was the only way that God could do it. He's not a man to force himself on people. He's a gentleman. And, you know, sometimes we uh, we skip over that yes. We, well, I know I didn't realize it when I was younger. That's when she said yes. That's when it happened, right? We talk a lot about consent now, but there it is. Right there in the, in the Word. You know, it's not new. It's right there in the Word. Now let's talk about Joseph. Things we need to know about Joseph. Joseph, firstly, what one of the things that qualifies him is he is of the line of David. He's a descendant of David. So that's that qualifies him for him. You know, that's a qualification for him right there. Also, Joseph is a man of sacrifice. Look at some of the sacrifices he has to make. Firstly, <laughs> his fiance tells him, yeah. I'm, I'm with child, you know, I'm with child. No, and I've, I've never been with a man, but I am with child. It's got to take a certain mind to believe. It has to take a certain mind to take on that situation. I mean, come on. He's a human, right? Come on. What, what would you say? What would you do? And so we see, you know, he needs a little reassurance because the Lord comes to him in a dream and tell him, you know, Fear not to take her as your wife. I got y'all. Is is me? What she said was true. That's my baby. <laughs> I am the father. Miraculous conception, right? And so Joseph Joseph goes with it. He also says yes to the plan. How did he do it? We didn't read him when he said yes, did we? Yes, we did. When he took Mary as his wife. After finding everything out, that was his yes. That's a strong yes. Marriage is a big deal still. It's a yes, and it's a strong yes, right? So we see the two have something in common. They say yes to the plan of God, right? So he's a man of sacrifice. Also, when uh, the part of the plan for him was to not uh, have relations with his wife. He could not consummate the marriage until after jesus was born i mean come on you know especially if you're a person who's priding yourself on uh, abstinence until you get married you know you know come on the closer it gets it's just like when you gotta use the bathroom and you get to the door you know after you get off of work and you be like well i'll just wait till i get home it's always a mistake because the closer you get to the door <laughs> the more come on so you know the closer it gets to time for them to be married i'm sure those loins was acting up. They was acting. But he cannot consummate his love with his wife until after Jesus is born. 
That is sacrifice. That's sacrifice. And so we've, we've learned about Mary. <laughs> we learned about Joseph. Now, let's see. We're going to fast forward a little bit. Mary is with child. She's great with child. And they had to go on a journey. Come on, you got to have some trust. You got to have some trust in her. They had to go on a journey. And she's pregnant. Now, there's not the conveniences of cars. There's not the conveniences of buses, planes. This is by foot. This is by horse. Come on, mule, <laughs> donkey. I'm a, you know, you know what I mean. By animal, right? Not the horses we have in the car. So let, let's see. Let's let's look at the journey. We're gonna go over here to Luke, chapter two. Luke is found in the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, third book in the New Testament. Let's read it. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Serenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone in his own city. And Joseph, whose name is that? Jesus' is earthly father. And Joseph also went up to Galilee. Why is he going to Galilee? Because he's from the lineage of David. What did the scriptures say? That the Messiah would come from David's, from David's lineage. And here we have Caesar, you know. He's out here sending out decrees for taxes. You know, he thinks he's just getting his money up. You know, getting his money for him. Getting his money for the city. And it's all a part of the, set, the setup. Look at how meticulous God is. Do you, do you, you, this is what we're witnessing. The meticulousness of God. It's so beautiful. It's so delicious. My man is going about his day. Doing his politician thing. And setting up the prophecies at work. Isn't that something? That's insane to me. That is so, <laughs> so wonderful. And Joseph also went out from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called what? Bethlehem. Where do we read that at? We saw that Micah told us that the, the rule of Israel would come out of Bethlehem. It's all right here. The two prophecies at work. Because he was of the house in the lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his wife, his spouse's wife, being great with child you know we're looking at mary she's not four weeks in you know how eight weeks in you know people be posting pics of themselves stomach flatter than a board <laughs> 16 weeks in she is great with child she about to pop she walking around with the basketball under her shirt she is about to pop she's great with child and you know imagine women go through a lot when they're pregnant here she is on a journey. I'm sure she is tired. She's worn out. These, once again, these are real people. This is not, this is not a fairy tale. This is not cartoons and sweet stories that we have heard. These are real people. So you know, you imagine the sacrifices. You imagine the pains. But they're still true to their yes to the plan, right? And so it was that while they were there, where are they? They're in Bethlehem. The days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him 
in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. Listen, that scripture, this whole, you know, I really wish that I could get into uh, the meaning of all these things right here. Her firstborn son. So much behind just that phrase alone. The firstborn son. So much behind him being wrapped in swaddling clothes. So much behind him being laid in a manger. Right? And and we say that this is the king. This is the Messiah. Now where he is sounds very much contrary. Sounds very much contrary to the savior of the world. Hmm? But, you know, let's just look at the setup. <laughs> let's look at it. <laughs> let's look at it. So Jesus... The express image of God has made his way to the earth, has stepped on the scene in the form of a baby. Let's see who hears about Jesus being born. You know, we be nosy, you know what I'm saying? We we know somebody pregnant, we want to know when they had a baby. So, here here are some people that's gonna find out about the Savior being born being born. We're in Luke still, second chapter on the eighth verse. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field even the shepherds the people who hear about it is it's meticulous guys my my pastor did a beautiful message on all the meticulousness of things that's going on and and uh in this in this in this story in this account like he says all the time god is not a waste of words and when we come to the understanding of what all this means man it's so delicious it's just so tasty. We definitely will have to do a separate um, a separate podcast. We'll delve into that. But let's read. Let's, let's surface it right quick. <laughs> and there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. Of course they were. You're at work. You're at home. You're chilling. You're doing what you're doing. <laughs> you know, what if I'm at work teaching, right? And just all of a sudden, somebody's in the room with me and my children. What the devil? You know what? <laughs> I would I would assume that we'd all be afraid. I'm sure there would be a lot of screaming. I'm sure there would be a lot of stomach hurting. I don't know why I feel like when, when people get afraid, their stomach hurts. And, you know, a little gas may pass, you know, from fear. But, but here we are. Again, these people are human. This, this is not make-believe. The angel steps on the scene, and it, it scares them. The Bible says they were so afraid. And the angel said unto them, they're so afraid that the angel got to tell them first, fear not. You say, pipe down, you know, I know, I know. It's different, and I, you know, I, I did come out of nowhere, but you know, it's cool. Pipe down, you can, you know, you can calm down, chill. He says, "Fear not." Why can he tell them, "Fear not"? Let's listen to what he says. For behold, I bring you good tidings. I'm not bringing you any bad things. I'm about to help you out. That's why you don't have to be afraid. I bring you good tidings of great joy, not just joy. Come on, God. Y'all know I'm a sucker for these adjectives and these superlatives. Tidings of great joy, which shall be to who? All people, not even just y'all. All people, even including us to this day. It's still good. 
for unto you this is born this day in the city of David a Savior which is Christ the Lord and this shall be a sign unto you you shall find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes there it is lying in a manger and suddenly even more people step on the scene the angel does not come by itself he invites his look at this you know look at this whole this whole grand uh what's the word i'm looking for tonight this whole grand invitation to believe to go and see what has happened and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude do we understand the word multitude not just a few friends not a small gathering a multitude of angels come on of the heavenly host praising god and saying what are they saying glory to god in the highest and on earth peace goodwill toward men so we see already that the angel has been truthful about about what he said he said good tidings and then the multitude comes and backs up what he said right <laughs> let's see let's see what happens what the shepherds do with the message they receive we're on verse 15 and it came to pass as the angels were gone away from then into heaven the shepherds said one to another what did they say let us now go let us now go they do not waste time they are not they don't tarry no one's sitting there thinking about it. they are not hesitant about what they need to do let us now go unto bethlehem as that city again and see this thing which is come to pass they have not seen it with their eyes but they believe so they're going to see this thing which has come to pass which the lord has made known unto us and they came with haste and who they find they found mary and joseph and the baby lying in a manger and when they had seen it they made known abroad the same which was told them concerning this child and all they that heard wondered at those things which were told them by who by the shepherds but mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart and the shepherds returned glorifying praising god for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them and when eight days were accomplished from the circumcising of the child, his name was called who? Jesus. The Bible said that the name is honored even above his word. The Bible says that the name is a strong tower that the righteous can run in and be saved. The Bible says that this name, Jesus, every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess. They called his name Jesus which was so named of the angel before he was conceived even in the womb. I'm telling you guys, it's delicious to me. It's so delicious, so delicious. What a beautiful gift. It starts off in the most miraculous way. Uh, a baby being, being born of a virgin. And this is before the time when, you know, we have uh, insemination and you know people deciding to have children in other ways 
This is miraculous. It's no wonder. Listen, there's nothing new under the sun, right? And the things that, that we see in the Bible, you know, it's just been taken in and used. There's no new invention. <laughs> there's nothing new about it. It's, it's either done in the right way or it's done in a perverted way. But there's nothing new. It's miraculous to be born of a virgin. It's miraculous. And and this this gift is still very much given. He gave what he's supposed to give. Still, even so. Even so. <laughs> but it's so good, guys. I invite you. I admonish you. I beseech you, as a Baptist preacher would say, to read. Of course. Go and read. Go and read, guys. Read and ask God to show you all the things that should be revealed to you. What he was saying in his word. It's a beautiful 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 account and i stop right there on purpose so that you can be uh enticed to read go on go on there and fix you another plate you know fix you another plate i gave you your first little foretaste go on and you know go on and get the rest of it and you at home now you're not a visitor no more as the people say you're not a guest you at home now go on open up that bible and get you <laughs> some more food i hope that this Christmas shows you all the things that we can be grateful for. I know there's a lot going on, but the fact that we're still here, it's a beautiful thing. The present is very much a present. And we just have to be mindful of that. We have to remind ourselves. We have to choose to be happy. We have to choose to be merry. It's Merry Christmas. We have to choose it. You understand? And, and a lot of times, I don't think we understand, uh, we, we choose to be sad. If we're honest with ourselves, things happen and they can make us sad. But we can, we can choose to stay in that place. So I, I challenge you this, this Christmas to choose to have a Merry Christmas, to choose to be merry, to choose to be excited, to choose to uh, focus on, the, on things that are good. The Bible says, uh, whatsoever things are lovely. Think on these things, you know. It's easy to think about the things that are wrong. It's easy. And I'm not saying that uh, those things are null and void. But think on the things that are lovely. Think on the things that are beautiful. And this account is very much beautiful. Very much so. Uh, as always, I hope that you enjoyed it as much as I did. I hope that you feel uh, the desire to go and eat some more. Go. Go eat. And guess what, guys? As we always say, there's no calories on this. This ain't nothing you got to work off. Eat. Eat all you want to. Can you be a, a glutton for scripture? Can you? Uh, you know, I have to ask about that. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Have some turkey. Have some untraditional Christmas food. And read. Enjoy yourself. We'll see you next time.